welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. Episode 124 for the 4th of December 2009. How are you doing James? I'm very well Ian and how the devil are you? I'm fantastic. We're uh, here on the couch number 124. Indeed, one, two, four, and here we'll be talking to you about uh, the world of digital media and technology, um, and we've got a packed itinerary to fill you in on today with the standard topics that we always talk about. If you're a new listener, we talk about business, um, just like vaguely business, I suppose, technology news, um, content delivery, what else, Ian? Uh, a bit of gaming news, and uh, what's happening with mobile and mobile technology, and of course, there's always, there's always interesting technological things that fit into the other category, as in... Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Into the weird, weird S. Star, star, star. Um, so, we have plenty of that going on. Um, and uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, I think. Uh, you can. Go to Couch Podcast. Indeed. Or write a review for us on iTunes. We all like all that kind of stuff. And or send us that old favourite email at feedback at on the couch. Podcast.com. Indeed. So, anyway, without further ado, episode 124, let's go. Ian, um, lots of TiVo in the news. Yes, uh, TiVo this action. Like, they've kind of... Uh, they're in press not release dead yet. fever. <laughs> well, it's their pr- press well, release. Well, I did see some stuff about their, their chair. I've got a very squeaky chair today. You do have a squeaky chair. Very good. Um, very, um, my, the springs on my edge of the couch are a bit, uh, <laughs> a bit rusty. Um, so, yeah, they've, I guess I heard something that their market share has dropped. The, I think it, had, it was down to like 2.6 million or something, which is not a lot, really, because they had four at the peak. But I guess they've been, yeah, which but is, they're doing uh, new deals, aren't they? Which is, uh, well, this is the thing. They still have a great user interface and they're still the, the standard by which all other PVRs are judged, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we have here is a couple of deals that they've been announcing. The first is that uh, they're working with Google to provide second-by-second set-top-box data mm-hmm. so that Go- with working with Google, they can provide a much more granular view about what's actually happening with Google TV ads. I guess there's two takeaways here. First is that Google is really stretching into the... The TV, uh, the TV domain. domain, indeed. Uh, and the other is that Hero does provide a lot of value there. So, uh, I mean, one of the things that... Well, it, it says, to be honest, they're adding 1.6 million set-tops and they've already got 4 million from Dish. So, Wow. But, uh, I mean, is that, are they saying it's more granular data than the Dish stuff? Uh, not really. Well, or at least just more data. But yeah, it does, it does give you a lot of valuable information. If you're an advertiser, mm. it, it's important to see... First of all, when your ad is placed within an ad break, how many people come and go? Because often yep. Nielsen will give you 30 second, 30 second chunks. But it's really nice if someone's watching an ad and you have some scene in the ad that actually puts people off and they stop watching it. That's mm, kind of nice well, to know as well. Or it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? <laughs> Do you want to know? No. Well, it's all, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about massaging the statistics to sell ads, mm. isn't it? So That's I guess you've point. got more data. More you data. can potentially present that in more ways. But then I'm no statistician, clearly, from that uh, bizarre, <laughs> simple analysis. Uh, the other deal they've done is here in the, the good old United Kingdom, mm-hmm. um, TiVo have become the exclusive provider of middleware and user interface for Virgin Media's next generation set-top boxes. And I guess now, this is the, their first kind of win in the UK, isn't it, really? They did do something, I think, with Sky several years ago. I think they yeah, had some yeah. exclusivity thing. Right. Um, but no, mm-hmm. I think it died a death. They had some... You know, it was in the. I guess it was in the days of dial-up and before Virgin ah, Media went right. two-way. So you had this right. problem. Um, right. So they're going to bring that to the UK. Um, that's great. So we'll wait and see. Um, allegedly, that's going to pop out in 2010. 
Um, so I'm sure that's going to be you have to pay extra for a TiVo box. Quite how strong the brand is in the UK, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, back in the beginning of TiVo, mm. there was a lot of TiVos that kind of made it elsewhere in the world. Uh, did they do something in Australia? There's something you know back in your old. Yeah, uh, they they were working on Channel Seven, I think. Yeah. In uh, putting together a TiVo and Channel Seven solution, but uh, nothing's happened there, really. Well, it's kind of been overtaken a bit by uh, Freeview Australia, which is uh, starting out there to uh, deliver essentially the same sort of platform as as they're doing in the UK, okay. and I think that's kind of overtaken events. Um, but also, Virgin's had another win, in this time, oh, of course. Oh, yes, with the, with the uh, Rovi group. Right? Mm. Yeah, the, um, in court, there was, we talked about it a few episodes ago, how Rovi uh, used to be Macrovision, have you know, brought, brought the old EPG suits against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all three counts were thrown out by the judge. I did have a read of it. It was a bit kind of... Yeah, well, it's very technical, but, kind of, but not technical and yet not technical. It's <laughs> right. like, well, it's about presenting something on the screen. Um, so mm. they were thrown out, but no doubt they will appeal. Um, well, that's the thing. I mean, Gemstar had, had some key patterns in that respect, like putting... Uh, something putting on a screen. Guide data <laughs> on a screen uh, in a tabular format. Yes. Uh, but since then, they've got about 400 million other... But they've got uh, a suite of things. So essentially... They'll find another judge or whatever, but I mean, mm. I guess all the other operators in Europe are thinking, mm, but we paid them the money. You paid know? them a lot of money. <laughs> What's going on here? So I think that's, uh, again, we'll, we'll wait and see, but I don't think um, Rovi are going to take that line down. So no, Absolutely not. They'll be back for um, sure. So moving into the technology session. Now, this looks a bit weird. You've got something here about unf- <laughs> unflattening the buttons. Now, well, you know, obviously, you, I mean, I've read this in detail and a lot about it, but it looks like... <laughs> Inflatable buttons or something? Yes. But so, is it done with piezoelectrics or something? Or well, no, it's pneumatic? done with air even. Oh, more. I see the word pneumatic passage. I don't see that often in a in prose. <laughs> so, tell me more about that. You've got to watch the old pneumatic passages. Pneum- <laughs> so, you've got to imagine that uh, on your iPhone, for example, you have right. a flat screen which you push um, and you don't get a lot of feedback from the buttons. Indeed. There's some, there's some kind of vibration, haptic feedback. Blah, blah, blah. Haptic feedback imagine if you actually had a physical button that popped up when you went to press that particular button. So right. Not of, just lit up, but... No, no not lit up, up. Popped up. Physically Brilliant. was actually raised above the surface of the actual iPhone. Okay. So this idea that they're exploring here, and um, it is just a bit of an explore. It uh, looks pretty... <laughs> <laughs> it looks terrible. Okay, I admit it. Oh, the pop but in. There's also not just pop up. There's a pop in. Well, you can go both ways, I guess. Um, that pneumatic passage. <laughs> you can suck yeah. as well as it, But it is. It's basically inflating or deflating the keyboard, it is. isn't it? And then, uh, then you can press the button and then actually have some physical uh, pressingness to it. Now, there is some problems with this at the moment. Obviously, well, it's quite a few. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Clearly, uh, you need to know where the button's going to be in advance and then make the hardware to suit. Hmm. Uh, but still, it does does give you the option of... I did see a... I don't know if you ever saw... There was a... It's probably the wrong content, but I love jumping out of context. Is uh, <laughs> an iPhone app, which is hmm. like a fan. And this guy... I don't know if it's a spoof, a but the guy's using... And it basically looks like a little fan on the screen and it makes a big noise. And then he blows candles out with it. So it's as if... It's like really? the... I guess it must be the That's acoustic cool. waves generated. It does make a noise like a fan are actually creating an airflow. Wow. And blowing, either that or it's a complete fake double stop motion <laughs> photography. But I did, you know, sleight of hand anyway. Did you actually um, download it? 
No, I didn't. I don't know if it's a real app, but I mean, oh, okay. if anyone's oh, so seen it's a demo, the app, right, right. It, well, it was a YouTube demo of this app, so I guess wow. it's real, and it okay. was called TurboFan or something. <laughs> There's so it? many apps. I don't know if you yeah, ever find that's, it. Uh, but it was, you know, I talked about it, so therefore it's going to be famous. Must be famous. Right. Um, lip sync, it's not just for Britney. What a fantastic now, headline. <laughs> this is uh, some technology that, uh, well, I just thought this was interesting, actually, because one of the problems you have uh, with the amount of compression and mucking around we do with audio at the moment, uh-huh. uh, along with the video, is that often one of the problems is that you end up getting the actual audio out of sync with the video. Because they are essentially two separate data streams. Two separate that, streams. You know, so, um, That's right. And the difficulty there is that, I don't know if you've ever done this, but it, it actually really annoys me when I'm watching something on TV and the, the, the audio, mm-hmm. especially the... Uh, and my previous Guy Plus box used to do this mostly because right. I think it was really broken. <laughs> But um, sometimes they get out of sync. Or gets out of sync, and then they're kind of going mouthing the words, and then you know half a second you're later, sure you just weren't watching cheap Oriental kung fu <laughs> flicks, which have been badly sort of oh, oh, could be. <laughs> um, anyway, so th- there's some technology here that they're looking at in order to try and actually understand or you know monitor and uh, and do something about when uh, when lip sync gets well when it gets out of sync. So this is creating some kind of index marker to sort of mm. bring them together. So what they're doing is they're assuming that, I mean, most, most play-out systems of some form are easy, either play stuff off-disc, mm-hmm. if it's very frequent stuff, or these days still, they're still playing stuff off-digital tape. Yep. Um, and when it comes out of there, you can monitor what's happening with the, the video and the audio, mm-hmm. take some sort of snapshots of the video and what's happening with the audio, and then compare that with what happens downstream. So then you can see if the thing downstream actually matches up with what you started off with. Because often, once you've... I mean, the stuff that comes Can off tape... You just have someone watching it and going, hmm, I guess that's the thing you could, but... Yeah, you could, but you don't know if it actually started out that bad or whether it got that bad somewhere through your Is it process. a software problem in a set to a box or is it a player yeah, issue? Exactly. I guess that's the, yeah. Okay, so, so uh, Miranda, they've solved that with... What are they... They don't... Is there some fancy AV name? fingerprinting. AV fingerprinting. So they're checking what's happening on the screen at the time. Multi-point, multi-site, lip sync monitoring. Sounds cool, doesn't it? Yeah. Very good. I mean, I just thought that would be funny. Can they check if it's too loud as well? If um, <laughs> probably actually, there's a lot of stuff going on about that, that at the moment. There's a number of different countries looking at the fact that actually this is personally mostly the US. I've seen it in where uh, the volume of ads is greater than the volume of the actual program. Well, that's normal. So to wake you up, <laughs> that's, or to actually reach you from the other room when you want to get a <laughs> cup of tea. Yeah, it's it's normally bumped up a few dB. I mean, it's pretty. Mm. Yeah, well, they've been reading in legislation to try and stop that because. I don't know, because it just annoys people. I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it certainly does. People have to ride. But then you can get, you know, some set to box software can also do some automatic ad, uh, yeah, right, adjustment of that. So, well, yeah. it doesn't detect the ads. It just says, oh, there's a massive jump in audio. Mm. But you've got to be careful. You've got to have just like a rolling filter. So, very interesting. Um, so, lip sync. There's a, if you look in the show notes, uh, you'll see a full... Uh, full very interesting technical article. Little, on that if one. You, yes. Yep. If, if lip sync's your thing, Brittany. Right. Um, so, content delivery... Okay, now this was something we picked up about, you know, the ebook and e-reader market. Now, have you, you had one of these, didn't you, Ian? The yeah, e-book? I still have a Sony um, e-reader. Do you, as, I uh, did buy a book a few weeks ago <laughs> that uh, I read. <laughs> well, and I then forgot to bring your book, that uh, <sighs> Werner, Werner, whatever. It was. Oh, did you read it? I did. It was weird. Um, uh, what was it called? Uh, Over the Rainbow. Yeah, no, yeah, it was. End of the Rainbow. Yeah. It Rainbow's was, End. That's Rainbow's what End, it was. yeah. It was, it was interesting. It was. I should have brought it back, but uh, anyway. I didn't. Uh, um, so, <laughs> e-ink, e-book readers. Um, so, this, this is basically an article about someone's predictions about what's going to happen in uh, in 2010. Mm-hmm. 
Now, e-ink is the technology used in about every single e-reader book in the world at the moment. And the prediction is that they'll lose that and some other people will kind of uh, hop in there and start eating their lunch. I've heard that people will, I mean, this uh, e-ink, you know, it's got problems because it's pretty low resolution, it's slow to refresh, it's black and white. Yeah, I think um, it, need, it needs colour. Um, but you've got, I mean, OLED's catching up. OLED, the power consumption's not as low as e-ink, but, you know, if it mm. lasts a week... And fine, and you can. It's yeah. backlit. It's yep. uh, you, it's thin. It's cheap to produce, and it's bright colours. And, and it's bright. Cool, you know, yeah. mm, works in. I mean, so yeah. I think e-ink maybe unless they can suddenly turn on the colour and get faster, it yeah, could be so. eclipsed by other other stuff. Um, uh, they reckon that uh, dual screen mobile phones and netbooks will eat into the e-reader demand. I think that's rubbish. I, think, we, uh, I mean, OLED, the other thing I think the promise is is foldable or, or um, rollable displays. We've seen some flexible displays yeah. demoed, yep. I think, last year at CES. Um, but I haven't seen... There was this mobile phone, actually, was supposed to well, fold this out. This is what Did, didn't happen. Didn't, no, some, didn't someone happen. announced one, and it was going to literally kind of mobile phone and you'd fold it out. Look, if I can't buy a wristwatch mobile phone, there's no way I can but buy But you have it. tried. <laughs> That's true. That puts you in a weird category. Uh, what else are they saying? So I reckon that apps will make it onto e-book, e-books. What, like and, book uh, apps? Book apps? <laughs> what can you do with that? I don't know. Book apps? Um, well, it's a nice big screen. You could do appy type. Yeah, and I think one of the predictions here was the magazine and newspaper publishers would launch their own apps and devices. I think yeah. Time did something, some concept device there right. they announced. Um, I think so. Uh, but I think that's the wrong way. Why? I mean, what the worst thing for this industry is a plethora of different devices that are all incompatible. If you want the Times, you've got to get that device. And if you want the Wall Street Journal, you've got to buy that device. Well, unless you it's subscribe and you get it for free. If you think about the, the pay TV market, you don't buy the set-top box. That kind of comes for free with the service. But how many e-reader devices do you want to carry around with you? I agree. I agree. I, I mean, mean, I carry enough <laughs> around with me without... Uh, None. I mean, but I have... I remember in the early days reading books on my, my Palm Pilot. You know, mm. I read The Count of Monte Cristo. It was great. I mean... <laughs> That's true. Pocket size books, you know, but That's true. that was because it was just basically a text file. Well, do you, do you think it's going to commoditize to the point where e-readers are disposable? Can could they get that cheap? Well, they could do. I mean, people have already done with certainly with OLEDs. There's been OLED That's displays true. on the front of magazines That's and things. True. You know, it's yeah. uh, there's no reason why it shouldn't. It just depends on the way the market runs. I mean, um, mm. interesting. So, but they, they're saying that there's going to be some consolidation. You've got Amazon. You've got Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, also Amazon with the Kindle uh, so we'll see I mean we've certainly seen some bookstores go out of business recently there's a, uh, Borders I think was yeah it? Borders, borders went to the wall um, so lucky so they didn't come out with an e-reader because it would be a free yeah, free e-reader yeah so Barnes and Noble have got their one uh, that uh, the pre-orders are supposed to be out by Christmas but if you ordered one now it's not going to be delivered till mid-January so they've, they're yeah. they've sold out Whatever or, that means. They've well, they didn't take the big risk and make enough. That was the, correct. Yeah. Uh, so we've got the Amazon Kindle number two, mm-hmm. uh, which is still the most popular, the most popular item on Amazon. Really? At the moment. I guess it's a stocking stuffer. Certainly is. And uh, the interesting thing I found out the other day is that the busiest day for Amazon for the entire year is 10 days before Christmas. Really? Yeah, for the entire year. So everyone goes... You must get those Christmas presents. <laughs> Amazon, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, I haven't done much of my Christmas shopping. So <laughs> Me neither. Okay. Um, so, uh, moving on to uh, PlayStation movie downloads have made it to the UK. Is that right? Have you, can you download movies, James? Uh, uh, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't tried. It's been a bit chilly out in the cinema recently, so mm-hmm. I haven't had a go. Um, and in fact, I still haven't had the update. I think this might be a... 
whether it's a, uh, the, the, the store, I haven't got the the, uh, the, um, the Facebook download yet, so uh-huh. I'm still waiting for that. But yeah, okay. I mean, I saw the, the press release, you see it in the show notes, um, you know, real content coming to the PlayStation. Yeah, it looks, I mean, I looked at the, the website and it looks great stuff. It's like, yeah. well, I, mean, I mean, if it's HD, fantastic. How quickly, great. whether it's real-time streaming... Well, um, on your piece of wet string no, no, my, I've, my wet string is sorted out I oh, tell you, I'm, fantastic. I'm up there I've, I've, joined, I've joined the uh, the internet again what did you have to do long story <laughs> <laughs> I think it actually came down to my power line networking oh um, right. whether I've got too many eco light bulbs that suddenly mm. or, or I think potentially um, power line networking relies on superimposing mm-hmm. data over power lines which mm-hmm. can be quite noisy especially if you've mm. got a badly totally. screened switch mode power supply so I think potentially my Apple Times capsule, which Ooh. I coincidentally installed when I moved ISPs, uh, uh, has got a particularly noisy power supply, perhaps, right. which has knocked out the mm-hmm. power line networking. Mm. So I've changed my endpoint on my... Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want to bore you with my network topology, <laughs> but I changed it around and kaboom, it worked. So much apologies Yay. to uh, my ISP, um, but I, I shan't be moving quite yet. Let's put it like that. So, um, Good, I'm well, back in the land of the broadband. I must say, my, that. That sounds my PlayStation 3 is now on the wrong end of the power line oh. networking. So, <laughs> <laughs> it could be back to wet string. But it, it does work sometimes. This is mm. why I'm a bit, bit. I think it could be, again, the, the unit's quite old. could have got a bit hot because always plugged mm. in. Mm. The old uh, capacitors could have burnt out. So, anyway, enough of my broadband well, troubles. When you get a chance, let us know because I think mm. that would be a great option if you've got a PlayStation 3, does HD, plays movies. Blah, blah, blah. That would be great. Exactly. As, depending on the price of the content, you see. Well, this is the, true. What yeah. you need to have is online consumption price comparison sites. Uh-huh. Yeah, you do. Which I've, you know, I've seen this already where, I mean, frequently it is, I was looking at some stuff today mm-hmm. on the old locatetv.com site where you can see mm-hmm. and you can compare the price to buy something on iTunes versus That's buying cool. the real packaged media on Amazon. So much cheaper to buy it on Amazon than exactly. buy it on iTunes. And one of the things, it was like Titanic the movie, yes. eleven ninety nine on iTunes, Two pounds eighty six from Amazon. <laughs> That's an easy choice. It's like, oh, but you know, ones get it now, and ones wait for the delivery. Yeah, I mean. but you know, next day delivery is kind of pretty close. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm a Prime member. I've, you know, <laughs> get it quick. <laughs> get um, quick. So the, the other news that was announced was the uh, BBC iPlayer will come mm, to FreeSat mm, on the seventh of December, December, but limited closed beta, I think. Yeah, so selected to, journal- journalists and partners. Uh, can have a crack and then they reckon by Christmas on a special set top box one would presume I think it's the Humax set top box that's the kind of key one at the moment yeah but it, in parallel I saw the BBC saying they're not going to do specials for special devices unless they've got significant market share because right. obviously that's unfair they, they can't because yeah, yeah. universal yeah. service they've got to offer every right. device so you be able to get all the normal stuff which so, is great because yeah. I've been watching the whole life series on Okay. On a laptop, essentially. On, on iPlayer. iPlayer, yeah. yeah. But uh, this is where it comes onto a set-top box. And now, is this canvas? Mm. Surely it can't be canvas because it's not decided how to do it yet. True. So I don't know how, mm. you know, how does that work? I don't know what, I mean. If anyone knows. If, if we're know. confused, then <laughs> surely everyone else is well, confused. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess clearly the BBC has quite a, a large role in mm. canvas. Mm. But are they preempting it here? I mean, it's a. Well, in, I mean, once iPlayer is everywhere. Hmm. I guess it's one of these tricky dynamics for the UK market where the BBC has mm. a has a very clear influencing factor, but it's it's a different business. 
It is a very different business. You know, colleagues from the US have said, so, you know, how do you make money, Mr. BBC? And it's like, well, it's a license fee thing. You don't get it, do you? That's right. They just hand us cash. Yeah. What sort of advertising do you have? Well, no, we don't do any of that. (laughs) I don't You don't get money from the government. No, we get money from people. (laughs) We make them pay. TV tax. Bring it on. Um, So, you know, I think that's cool. Um, So we'll see how that that works out, really. Really good. Um, Now, um, gaming. We have. I still haven't got my hands on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I'm still killing... Uh, Dude, I thought, you, I thought you had that on pre-order. It was, I thought I did as well, but I no. ended up buying the wrong game. I, I'm oh. still World of War. I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck in the Second World War. <laughs> right. Killing the Nazis mm-hmm. um, or whatever. But uh, yeah, apparently, you know, the, the World of War is something to, to be phased in, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not an early adopter. You should know that, Ian. <laughs> uh, so in the meantime, you've got a squeezable gaming controller. I'm sorry, this, does, this looks a bit dubious to me. Dubious? I think it's got... Is this something you buy potential. from one of those shops with nothing in the windows? <laughs> what sort of games do you play with the well, Sumo controller? it's a squeezable interface technology that will improve control for gaming the web and other apps. How it improves control for the web, I'm not sure, but, but uh, it's a unique, intuitive, high-resolution 3D control experience. Uh, so it looks like a bit of a kind of... You know those squeeze ball um, well, stress me, It looks things? like, you know, when you, you'd get your blood pressure taken by a nurse and she'd put that <laughs> thing around your arm right, and yeah. then squeeze this bulb. Uh-huh, it looks just uh-huh. like that. It does, but it works by transforming squeezes into software commands. This means a more sensitive control by your finger movements as well as gripping results in more freedom than you get with traditional controllers. Mm, and what sort of games would this be used for? Um, don't know, really. Uh, I'm presuming... Use it with Call of Duty and you get far more accuracy with your hand grenade launching. What's that going to do with squeezing? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't... Do you, do you throw the control, maybe? Hook or? it up to the racing game and it'll show you how intensely you're gripping the steering wheel. Well, how's that going to help? <laughs> you don't get don't around corners really because you gripped harder. It's good to see oh. that, you know, we're exploring the boundaries of what is acceptable in terms of I mean, Cambridge controls. Consultants come out with some good stuff, but I must admit a grippy, squeezy thing... Mm-hmm. Doesn't do it for you? Doesn't, um... No. No, it doesn't. Nope. I mean, I guess it's up there with the inflate back back to your inflatable buttons. Yes. A bit of force feedback mm-hmm. on the controller to mm-hmm. see if the controller inflated in your hands. Whoa! <laughs> you know, that would be quite cool. <laughs> but that could be interesting. This, isn't, this is about feeling squeezes, not, it sque- not inflating. Mm. There's no pneumatic channels on this mm. puppy, are there? So. <laughs> right. nope. um, but I'll, they're going to be demonstrating this at the uh, Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, so I'll be... Um, You'll be there. So. I'll be, I'll be uh, going to have a cheeky squeeze too. As, as, uh, I'll <laughs> have to go and see exactly well, debunk the squeezy thing. Mm-hmm. Quite excited now, by that. This, this story is, uh, this is your story, James. So I'm going to yeah. hand over to you here because I can't understand what the hell You don't read Japanese, Ian. Oh, konnichiwa. Um, okay, right. Um, there's been a lot of augmented reality apps appearing mm-hmm. or it's not being demoed on the uh, mm. the app store mm-hmm. for, for apple sorry to talk about iphones and stuff for those of you who are not in that camp um but this uh, a few of them have been approved mm-hmm. and, and gone out there like layar is one l-a-y-a-r mm-hmm. um and this is one called um in a clip pin a pin a clip or pin at pin at clip Mm-hmm. I suppose. But this is um, very localized in Japanese where people are able mm-hmm. to create their own, I guess, tags, if you will, mm-hmm. but only around the Shibuya shopping district. Okay. So and so it's more of a kind of a social element where you can go, oh, I think wow, you cool. can go along. Um, like do you, do you hold it up to a shop and see what everyone's been saying about the store? Yeah, or exactly. Or, or they, actually, I think they're going to ingest metadata about this particular shopping district um, relating mm-hmm. to 
sales and right. stuff like that. So it won't just be users. There'll also be the, the businesses. Mm-hmm. They will be mm-hmm. virtually displaying stuff about themselves. Ooh. So someone, I guess basically someone is doing some um, data ingest somewhere and collecting mm-hmm. it all together and making it available in a, a visual. So there'll be lots of people just holding their phones up like this. <laughs> Looking at each other. Uh, yeah. Um, cool. And they're offering, you know, uh, discount coupons you get Tokyo hands card with 500 points I don't know quite what that means mm. obviously some discounty kind of or loyalty card yeah, arrangement cool. but I mean the only difficulty with any of this stuff is that you really need first of all GPS and the second you need um, it's in the 3GS isn't it and compass compass so, yeah, uh, yeah. but that kind of works better outside but once you're inside the shopping centre the whole GPS thing goes down the drain and then you're kind of stuck so yeah, but the idea is you're outside, outside looking at right okay. I mean Shibuya is um, the Shibuya crossing is this big kind of crossing point it's famous from the uh, lost in translation it's just like people everywhere and it's outside right. and things like right. that so, but even i guess to be honest the gps stuff when you're in the sort of urban canyon situation mm. you're not going to get that great reception i know coming here with my blackberry it's like forget it well i mean to be honest my blackberries which one have you got i've got the 8900 and you've got some no, i've else. got the rubbish one <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know i i've i've you know the the actual iphone gps mapping yeah, it's so much better than what's on really? BlackBerry. If we and know, Apple are now recruiting lots of people to make it even better. New, what are they doing? Well, they're trying to make the they're trying to recruit mapping, take mapping mapping to the next level. And I guess the AR thing is probably augmented reality. I Very should say cool. is probably the next. Uh, maybe it's the next big thing. I don't know. Maybe it is. Right now, moving on to our fascination with um, mm-hmm. weird ways of getting around. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, I have been. Um, on my bike again yesterday. How'd my electric go? bike. I cycled in the rain. I'm feeling very proud of myself. It didn't, you know, short out or anything? No. <laughs> I did smell some horrendous burning at one point, but then I <laughs> then I realised it was just my thighs. <laughs> no, uh, I think it was some car in front, actually. Right. right. <laughs> it burned its clutch out of hill. Um, How's it? Like, do you actually enjoy cycling on it? Is it kind of a fun experience? I feel that I've... I wouldn't say it's fun because it's a long way. Yeah, it's a long way. <laughs> it's from a long way. Uh, you know, an hour and 20 minutes on a bike, but it is, mm. uh, it's more of a challenge. So, you know, can I do it? Yeah. And I did, there was another chap on a regular bike yeah. and I was beating him up the hills, but he was beating <laughs> me kind of down the hills and on the flats because my right. bike, while it's got power assist, has only got three gears. Oh. So, and it's okay. got relatively small wheels as well. Right. So, so you, you so just can't get that much speed yeah, up. You right, can't, fair enough. I can't make it go that, mm. that fast, mm. which is fine by me because it gives me a chance to rest. But, uh, <laughs> Especially, uh, you know, now I've got my, my scales. We're in the Withings Club. <laughs> I haven't set a target like you anyway. But um, so the, uh, back onto the topic here. Uh, those clever people at um, Honda, Honda who mm. did the Asimo. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. the same team. And also those, they had that kind of uh, exoskeleton thing that you could oh, yeah, that help cool. you walk and stuff. <laughs> Made you walk like a bit of a wally. Uh, but they've come up with this thing which... Um, they called it a unicycle, but really I think it's got like a ball... Yes, it can go left, right, and it it seems to work in a similar way to a uh, Segway, Mm. but But it keeps you upright. But you're actually sitting on it like a like a stool almost, except at the the, it's a very short. It's like a unit. It is like a unicycle, unicycle, yeah, but with a ball on the bottom. So by leaning, I think you can go any way you like. And Mm. a couple. And the guy, I don't know if you've seen the the video. I've seen the video, but the guy sort of folds it up Mm. in the little pedals. It looks really convenient to kind of. Um, you know, if it, the only problem would be obviously battery life, blah, blah, blah. But and the fact that it goes about the speed of a racing snail. Uh, <laughs> Aside from that, uh, it looks very cool. And you do look a bit of a fool. On it. But, uh, yeah, crazy. I think it's an interesting thing. I mean, imagine shrinking that down a bit, just put it on in your shoes. Oh, well, yeah. 
That would be cool. It's like <laughs> zero rollerblading with no effort. Fantastic. Excellent. Um, so look out for those honest. That's right. It's definitely worth having a look at the video. It was a journalist from the Times who um, clearly wasn't used to being in front of the camera. No. <laughs> it, yeah, it he's given it a good job, and uh, it's uh, it's interesting to see how it works. Yeah. And uh, the other story you've got the is, oddball story, I guess. It's um, odd by the, by the end. Now, I guess it's. Mm-hmm. I just thought this was interesting because mm-hmm. um, you know a lot of science fiction films they have the you know lasers from space can come and zap you and yeah. all this kind of stuff and it's all like oh you know that'll never happen and yet and yet <laughs> um, and I guess you know there's a name of this thing is called the mobile active targeting resource for integrated experiments <laughs> matrix <laughs> who thought of that name and basically. Um, I guess it's a flying. It's a laser in the sky, isn't it? I think it's in the sky. Yeah. So they they actually and it, they actually can, have this on a plane and it can shoot down unmanned aerial, aerial vehicles with just yep. basically firing bang. Here's a, a laser mm. shot at it. And I guess they're also able to. I think they, they also test fired a lightweight 25 millimeter machine gun from the Laser <laughs> Avenger platform. <laughs> so to, it's like um, if the laser doesn't get them, the machine gun will. Yeah, but I mean that's not going to go as far. Presumably the laser. It's fairly instantaneous, but it is a bit... Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Because it's just energy. It's not mass. Yeah, and I guess it's, yeah. it's knocking out a UAV is, is a bit different, but uh, clearly cool. it's like the Star Wars project isn't dead and you know all your mm. US taxes are going towards this, so I think that's quite cool. Um, the other news, I guess, on the gadget front is I've got my Withing scale. Your now. Wi-Fi I've, scales. I think Fantastic. I've tweeted my weight, but, <laughs> but I'm not well, sure. It's, so to the, to the guys at Withings who are listening... Um, there is a bug in your software that uh, once you Keeps set up thinking it is fat. <laughs> well, that aside from that, it's obviously wrong. Um, when you set up the the Twitter account in it, yeah, um, it's it. Uh, this it, is the Flex app, isn't it? That's doing the yeah. So it actually you set up to to share with others, and that's yeah. cool. And you say you want to set up a Twitter account, and that's cool. And you can put a little line of text in there that says, "By the way, I'm not crazy. This is you know blah 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 or something." Uh, and I set it up, and it started tweeting my weight, which is yeah. fine. Um, it did for a while there. If you set up a uh, a target, yeah, then it does actually put in the tweet how enormously um, <laughs> you're missing it by. <laughs> so it said only three hundred kilos to is go. Is your weight trending flat up or down? It is trending flat, flat. actually. Yeah. Are you doing anything about this? Uh, I'm planning to seriously. <laughs> More buffets in America. So I decided, well, I'll turn off this tweeting stuff until I get a control over. I want to set up another Twitter account to actually put that under so that it's not under my main one, blah, blah, blah. So I'll just turn this off. So you untick the tweet my weight bit and it still keeps tweeting your weight. Oh, dear. Yep. (laughs) Especially as I've linked my Twitter account to some other account. (laughs) Oops. James' weight will be everywhere. So it is very cool. The app on the iPhone is, is great. Like, it's really... Yeah, uh, yeah. Your, your iPhone won't like it. I'll show you mine. It's great. It's, it's very, yeah, it's very I it, pretty. It's I bet it is good. Yeah, they put a lot of a lot of effort in. I'm really glad that they don't charge like a monthly fee or something to yeah, not put yet. Your data up. Well, not yet. Yeah. But also, I don't know about you. I've only weighed myself twice, sweated. But it, it, does it? When? At what point does it recognise that it's you? It should already. I put in because you sign up and you basically, folks, you you say what you think your weight is. Yeah. And so when you get on. It says, okay, I guess because I've got myself and my wife set up on the same scale. Yeah, but when you get to the actual and it should be PC a, app okay. on the web, then you can, if it has an unknown weight, yeah, you can, you can allocate it. So that. I've done that, but I'm okay, just hoping... Okay, know who you are now. Yeah, I guess maybe until the other person weighs themselves, it's just not sure. Maybe. I will see. Anyway. It's actually quite cool because it comes up with your name on the scale, even though you haven't touched the scale in terms of your name or Does anything it? like that. No, yeah. I haven't seen that yet because I guess it still doesn't know who I am. 
the scale's got it's weird folks because it's the only thing is a display yeah and i was talking to him before we started recording and it's <laughs> it's putting weird symbols up there and you know it's like the little coach comes along it's mm-hmm. coach bodies other, other you know, it's like, yeah um it's cool it's, it's, cool. Cool. it's I, I think a it's a funky device beautiful piece of equipment but uh, very nice i must the packaging was a bit naughty but uh, other than that yeah but it's the scale itself scale. beautiful and Love did yours come with a, a, a tape measure Yes, it did. That's a bit disturbing, actually. But it's like a tape measure that looks like it comes out of a Christmas cracker. Yeah, it's like, it's, I'm saying, what's this? Oh, it must be a tape measure. measure your height. Oh, <laughs> that's what, I see. That's the weirdest thing for the web app. Why yes. is your height on there displayed as a straight line? What are you going to do, shrink? I know, exactly. What's the point of that? <laughs> oh, sorry. height's trending well, you, upwards. You need to put it in for your body mass index. Anyway, this yeah. is not a uh, Withings ad, but um, I hope you enjoyed listening to us today. We enjoyed speaking to you. Indeed. On Tell that. your friends. And uh, do 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 something. Do send us feedback. Do send us feedback. Feedback on the couch. Podcast. Send us your stories. Tell us we're wrong. Yep. Um, send us on Twitter or email or anything you like. Please. And I look forward to talking yeah. to you in, in one two five. five, which will probably be the last show before Christmas. I expect so. We'll have yes. a seasonal break, and then uh, I'll be. If you've got any top tips for us to see at CES, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Great. Goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Bye.